Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Who are the voices who help shape you? Right now, in the midst of war that is raging and hatred that is in the world, violent acts, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, various reactions on campuses all over the world and in the streets. And it is a time to remind ourselves, particularly when there is so much shouting in our ears of the voices from our past that have mentored us, that have made a difference. You know, there are many in my life, and I talk about them on the podcast. Certainly, uh, Maria Von Trapp I've referred to and what she taught me, Ellie Wiesel, um, Mrs. Sadat, Mrs. Anwar Sadat. These are personal experiences I have had in my lifetime. And more importantly, the everyday person, Mike at the gas station, and how in his simple and honest way about fixing cars taught me when I was a young boy the importance of telling things simply, speaking the truth, doing an honest day's work, and admiring people who have a talent and a skill and a craft that they have worked on in order to be the best they can be. Mike was the best mechanic I knew of. Um, One of my earliest podcasts, I'm reminded that he would say something like he would hear a ping in my car that I was driving as a young 16-year-old, and he would say, hey, you know, Jan, I can fix that for you. Just the slightest ping. And um, these are the people who make a difference, the teachers who have shaped my life. How about you? Who are the people? Who are the voices? One of the most important voices um, that shaped me came to me through my dad, um, who years ago when I was a young boy put me on the stage with him and I got to play the youngest son of Franklin Delano Roosevelt in a professional production of Sunrise at Campobello. And um, that was my introduction to being on stage and I fell in love with it. I think I was eight or nine. And um, and then went on to do a series of productions uh, at uh, St. Michael's Playhouse and uh, Champlain Valley Shakespeare Festival and various things. And we each have experiences that we just value all the more as we get older, look back at them and realize, well, what an impact they've had on our lives. Well, one of the earliest impacts I had was going to a high school production as that young boy who was just being introduced to theater. Um, It was at our local Memorial Auditorium in Burlington, Vermont, and it was a Burlington High School production of West Side Story. And... I had never heard anything like it, never seen anything like it. I was absolutely spellbound. Now, these were high school performers, but the music 
grabbed me by the soul. It just grabbed my soul, grabbed my heart. And I, I was just in awe. And I went home and we used to have the kind of living room we'd eat in the kitchen and, and or the dining room and come in to the living room and we had a hi-fi there and we would play record albums. And in my house, we had so many soundtracks. I'm lucky to have parents who love the theater and we had soundtracks of all kinds of shows. I remember the Fantastics. Um, I remember Oliver when it came out. Um, and, and anyway, a million musicals. But that first one, we got West Side Story and I played it over and over again. This was the movie a version that came out years later um, after the after the play, after the musical had debuted on Broadway. And after I had seen it at this high school production, and I listened to it again and again, and could be, who knows? And I would sing with Tony, and then da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know what I'm talking about. And the sharks and jets, and, you know, the story of Romeo and Juliet set in the streets uh, at that time. And it was a wondrous thing and I'd make my mom and my dad and my sister and my older brothers if they were around sit and listen to me you know we would all perform or we would take turns or I certainly would perform a lot my mom would sit at the piano and play and it was a joy uh it was a thrill for a young boy and I became so involved in theater that I wanted to write for it and I became involved in a rock and roll band and I played music so that when I was in college, I had written this rock musical with my friend David. Uh, we co-composed the music, and I wrote most of the lyrics and, and the book for this. Uh, it was called Covenant, and it was the story of Moses. And it was a story, it was set to rock and roll. And I had discovered that Moses had a black-skinned wife. I said, Moses' wife was black? And I studied and I talked to different scholars and yes. And I said, you know, I never knew that. And that's so, you know, fantastic. And of course I was, you know, so uh, involved with different performers and, 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 and singers. And I love that, you know, this story would reflect different colors as, as well, uh, different personalities and, so I was thrilled to write a song for her and and to be able to cast that. And I directed it uh, in a rock musical. And we went on to win a national award for college musicals that year. But while I was going to college, I was working part-time at my father's restaurant. And one day he comes to me and he says, Jan, there's a phone call for you. Take it in my office. So I go back into his office and I pick up the phone and I say, hello. And he said, hello. Is this Jan? And I said, yes, it is. He said, this is uh, Lenny Bernstein. I was silent just like that. I said, no. He said, yes, it's uh, Leonard Bernstein. And I'm calling from Harvard. And I 
uh, and scholar and, and artist in residence. And at any point, I, I am absolutely stunned, and I believe him, and he has that kind of voice that he smoked so much that I, it affected his lungs in terms of the way, even the way he, his, his, uh, he was speaking. And if you see the movie Maestro, you'll see, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper does a great job of captivating that, of capturing that voice that he had as he got older. At any rate, he was an artist in residence at Harvard. My father had somehow known, of course, he knew of my lifelong fascination with Bernstein because ever since he did West Side Story and how I'd been captivated as a kid, somehow he'd gotten to somebody else who'd gotten to somebody else who got to Bernstein. And this great composer who I'd watched on television because he used to teach kids about the orchestra and he would talk about different instruments and everything and he never talked down to kids he sort of talked to kids like young adults and he he just believed they could could understand it and he talked about the many voices of the orchestra and here he was writing for the theater and he was writing for um you know classical pieces and directing and conducting the new york phil and conducting all over the world i, I found out at one time opera uh pertaining to what's going on in the war right world right now he when israel and uh was being declared a country and when war was threatening in the middle east back in 47 48 he had gone and it was then called the palestine um philharmonic and that's because the country had been called Palestine from Roman times, uh, but it was the what would become the Israeli Philharmonic. And he went and conducted in the middle of a war, or as war was getting ready to be waged, he conducted uh, in the Middle East. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, enemy countries uh, flying overhead said so many people were attending this concert that was held outdoors that it, they thought that... Uh, there was a, a war game going on or a uh, you know some kind of munitions movement and what it was was a bunch of people listening to Bernstein conduct uh, the Philharmonic there in the Middle East so that was something new I discovered but at any point here I am on the phone uh, 20 I think I was 20 20 year old kid who had just written this musical and the, the the great maestro calls on the phone at at Henry's Diner in Burlington, Vermont. And for 10 minutes, he talks to me. And honest to God, I can remember his voice. And I am sure I spoke back to him, but I can't remember what I said. I do remember that what he said as he summed up, because he was talking about advice for me to pursue in theater and in music and in creating. And it was mostly about creating. He says, look look at things with a clear eye. And when you see this, something that disturbs you, you will you fix it. You make it better. And what he basically said, now of course, I can't quite get his voice, but what he basically said was, most important, he said to me at the end, Believe in what you're doing. 
You must, as a creator, believe in what you're doing. And it was so warming to me. It was so uplifting to hear this from him that he would take the time with this little kid, this young man, really, and give him a piece of advice in the middle of his busy world. And I remember thanking him, telling him it meant the world. I'm sure I said something to that effect, and we said goodbye. And I don't remember the words as much as the feeling. I felt I could do anything. Who are the people, the voices, that made you feel that way or make you feel that way today? Because we need those voices and we need to remind ourselves of them because we need to be more. We need to believe in what we're doing right now in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of war, in the middle of hatred. Remember who you are. Being reminded of our basic principles and our basic dreams. Using them for our own resilience at a time that The world is struggling so much. And know that you are part of the answer. You are part of the light. Yes, and those voices, they come back to us to illuminate the journey ahead. When I think of the maestro, when I think of Lenny Bernstein... I think of a man who gave me a vote of confidence who in his long and crazy creative life took a moment to interact with someone to whom he gave a gift. Be reminded of the gifts you've received in this coming week. It's a time of gift-giving in all kinds of religious backgrounds. It's a kind time of light. Think about it. And think about the gift you can give and uplift another. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.